all your photo, video, and voiceover needs, check out the fine folks at Blu-ray Productions. They will take good care of you. If you don't believe me, you can see for yourself. Check out their work at blueberryproductions.tv, the Facebook page, Blueberry Productions, also a Vimeo page, a YouTube page, and it's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-E-R-R-Y, Prod on Twitter. Check them out today. Blueberry Productions, great people, great work, great service. Hey there, your yard took a real beating this summer. Luckily, Scott's Turf Builder Winter Guard has your back. Just feed your grass with Scott's again this fall when the air is cool and the soil is warm. It's the perfect time to give your lawn a boost. If you do, Winter Guard will give your yard the nourishment it needs to help weak, thin grass recover and support root growth, giving you a greener, more resilient lawn both now and next spring. Guaranteed. Grab a bag of Scott's Turf Builder Winter Guard today. You'll be back to barbecuing in no time. This is a Scott's Yard. Hey parents, we all try to be extra careful with our children in the car, but then we get an important call or text. Remember, our children are watching. Make every drive a good example. Be in the zone. Turn off your phone. Visit childrenshospital.vanderbilt.org slash B-I-T-Z to learn more about our teen driver safety program. Brought to you by Monroe Carroll Jr. Children's Hospital at Vanderbilt, the Ford Motor Company Fund, and the Allstate Foundation. Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student-athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404-542-607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. Folks, back here on the Boss Man Show here at Robert Jones, coach of Norfolk State Spartans out of the MEAC Conference. Coach Jones, first of all, how are you and your family doing, man, through this, all this COVID crisis, man? Everybody doing okay. Everybody, you know, safe and sound so far. Uh, you know, thank God. And uh, just trying to continue to be safe and sound in these times. Now, Coach, let's go back to March uh, at the MEAC tournament, man, when you all found out when everything was guy getting shut down. I know for me, it was my birthday, March 11th, when the Hawks and Knicks shut down. I got the text message, we're going to suspend the season. And since my birthday, it's kind of been crazy. I know y'all's in the MEAC tournament going on. So 
how was it for you and your team and that whole experience, and especially for your seniors who uh, got to hit the end on that kind of a note there? I mean, it was tough for them. Um, you know, I think that the, the day that they shut down the MEAC tournament, we were supposed to play a couple hours later. We never played one game in the tournament. So, um, you know, we were supposed to play that night as our opening game in, in the quarterfinals. Um, but uh, we never played. And uh, just uh, we knew during the day that it wasn't going to happen because we had shoot around that day for the game. But then after shoot around, we started seeing, you know, league after league after league canceling. So we knew it was just a matter of time if, if you know, we were next. Uh, we were hoping that maybe we would have played, you know, but once everybody else canceled, we was the last one standing. It was like, you know, they got to cancel now. So it was uh, it was over with with that. Um, but just having that conversation with the guys, um, and then not just the seniors, the seniors especially, you know, um, that they won't have a chance to go to the NCAA tournament, you know, but those young guys who put in a lot of work, you know, last year we had a team that we had 10 new guys and we kept progressing over the season. And we had, you know, we were going into that tournament on a three-game winning streak. And, um, you know, we were like the highest rated, um, you know, team, like as far as RPI net ranking in the conference heading into that, the, the MEAC tournament. So although we weren't the number one seed, we were one game out of first place. Um, we had the highest ranking in the, mo in the momentum going into the tournament. So we were looking forward to the tournament. Uh, but, you know, once again, you know, we couldn't do it. It crushed everybody, uh, coaches, players, seniors, you know, freshmen, everybody it crushed. And I know this played a big role for your academic advisor because get, getting guys to go be from on campus to now going virtual, that transition had to be hard for some of the guys who are used to that structure of being on campus with you guys in that flow of study halls and the help you have on campus. So academic advisor played probably a big role in getting your young men to do the spring semester and the summer here as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I think them and, and, and us, we had to make sure we keep up with these guys too because now, like you said, it's not, you know, it's easier when a kid knows that if he misses class that you might go run him, you know, outside or a track or something like that for missing class, but it's a little harder when, you know, if he misses something and he's 500 miles away from you, you know, it's a little tougher to, to try to have that same punishment. But um, academic advisors did a great job. Um, the coaching staff, you know, did a, did a great job. And we were able to, uh, our team GPA was 3. Point, almost 3.2. It was 3.195 last semester with the, you know, during the pandemic. So that was, that was good for us. And that just shows how your young men, you know, have, are responsible and accountable because, you know, it's easy during that time to get back home. Like you said, coach, and nowhere near me. I can not do an assignment. No, you probably show up on blackboard still. But, you know, the accountability factor is not as there because you're not on campus. So if you're a young man to come through that strong for you like that, what would it be over B average, man? Yeah, kudos to them for sure. Yeah, without question. You know, so it was, it was definitely a good semester for us. Uh, academically, it was a good semester. Now, coach, now, so with the guys being at home, I'm pretty sure your strength and conditioning coach played a big role, too, because, you know, guys not made to get to a hoop. You want them to be in some kind of physical condition. You know, and I know they better be in tip-top shape as they come back to campus here real soon. Or, but it's like, you know, how did that go? Trying to keep guys, give them workouts, kind of do stuff where they don't have a hoop and in the home and walking and running, staying in some kind of shape during this whole time of shutdown. Well, the strength and conditioning coach, yes, has been um... – you know, very influential in sending exercises and things like that. We've also set up something ourselves. We use the, the Nike Run Club um, app, um, you know, that, that, you know, is free, you know, and, and we put up challenges, you know, whether it's this week do five miles, this week do three miles, you know, whatever the challenge is, so we can know that the guys are doing something and they have to record it, you know, in the app. Um, I guess that's, that's free knowledge to any coaches out there that's trying to figure out a way to, you know, keep their guys in condition. You know, you can use the Nike Run Club app. 
Um, so that's, uh, you know, as, that's for free right there, that little tip right there. So, um, you know, we've we used it. And um, just to keep the guys, uh, you know, something going, you know, you got to keep them in some kind of shape. They're not going to be in the shape that they should be in exactly, but you don't want them to get so far out of shape that's going to take forever for them to get in shape, you know. Most definitely, Coach. You know, during, during this time, Coach, I know you probably had to talk to you guys about being responsible, saying no when you want to say yes to certain things because, you know, it's, a, it's almost beginning to become as a team because, you know, if you, you, you only got to get too sick or get a family member because I want to go out and have some fun or the barbecue or whatever the case may be. So how have you been trying to stress to your guys that about, even though you're young, this thing can still bother you and cause you some lasting damage if it's not taken care of properly? I mean, that's the toughest part sometimes because these kids, sometimes young kids today are invincible to what's going on, you know, um, and you're not, you know, there's COVID affects people of all ages. Um, you know, of course, it does affect people older, you know, a little different, but it does affect people of all, age, of all ages, you know, all ages, people are uh, getting sick, all ages, people are dying. So, um, you know, you're not oblivious to it because you're 18, 19, 20 years old. And I think some of these young guys think that. Um, so we've been just trying to be conscious as far as like, educating them on how serious the, the, you know, this is. Um, like I tell people all the time, like I'm not necessarily running from the disease, but I'm, I'm, not, I'm not scared of disease, but I'm not running to it either though, <laughs> you know, and stuff like that. So, I, you know, I wear my mask, you know, um, when I'm in public places, I'm, I encourage them to do the same. I got my hand sanitizer, I wash my hands, I do all, everything that I'm supposed to do to try to avoid um, as much as possible the disease. Especially, like you said, like right here in, in Atlanta, like Georgia State's quarterbacks out for the year with the heart issue that he had from COVID-19. So, like, guys their age are affected by, you know, I, I know some of the Big Ten had a report saying about the biggest fear about guys who had asymptomatically was the heart issue still, the heart muscle enlargement. So, and that can affect the guy running up down a court or a field. If your heart's a little bit enlarged, that can end badly for you. So I hope the young men out here listening to the show today will understand that, hey, even though you're young, it can still have a lasting effect. You don't have any, quote, the symptoms per se. It's still doing something to you internally. Yeah, without question. I mean, that, that new uh, thing that they find out about the heart, you know, even though, you know, you said, you know, you can walk around in the actual COVID, you know, you're not coughing or you're not, you know, lost – taste or smell or anything like that but then a long-term effect with the the, uh, the heart disease is a, a scary thing so um you know just trying to make sure everybody is uh, as safe as possible um you know we we realize that probably throughout the course of a year and we hope that it doesn't happen but you know it might someone might catch it unfortunately because that's just you know so easy to catch um but we're trying to do everything that we can to educate the guys on a precaution and also precaution once they you know get around um other college uh uh, students, you know, that, that are non-student athletes, just trying to have them be the ambassadors to let people know, um, you know, that to, to make sure you, you practice the, the safe protocols because it could affect everybody. And, um, you know, selfishly, of course, it could affect the student athletes, you know, you know tremendously. And coach, uh, look, looking at, you know, everything here with recruiting-wise, uh, have you been expanding your reach? Because, you know, everybody's using Zoom now. So have you been able to get into different areas now, not having to travel? You can just Zoom them and show them, like, the campus virtually now, talk to the family virtually here. So how's that Zoom recruiting been for you guys, and how's it helped you in, in your future classes here coming up? Uh, it's been interesting. It's been tough, too, because at the same time, you want to sit down and look somebody in the eyes, you know, um, and really try to get a feel and have them look at you in your eyes so you can see the passion. Of you, I think. Oh, sometimes you know the passion or, or way a kid is or demeanor doesn't really fully come across um, in Zoom as, as you know when they're sitting on the couch in your office, you know, and you can really talk to them. So that's been tough in that regard. Um, now, financially, of course, it's been easier because we haven't have to use a lot of the budget to do anything, you know, um, recruiting wise. 
And then um, I do think that people are, you know, becoming more receptive of Zoom, you know, recruiting and, and things like that. So um, it's not so far-fetched. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, I know you, you know, we, we've done, um, you know, the podcast before together and stuff like that. So, you know, I definitely took the took the call, but I, I'm zoomed out, man. I'm not even gonna lie to you, man. You know, I'm zoomed. Like we do a lot of zoom, zoom, zoom stuff, um, and um, you know, it's it's cool for what it is. But you definitely want to get that in person contact. Most definitely, you know, for on from my side, it's good to see you guys. Really be on the phone, <laughs> you know. For me, it's good. I mean, the whole the, for me, the Zoom thing is like, oh yeah, you can do Zoom now via from 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 your house. I was like, cool. Yeah. I ain't got to go to go to go downtown no more. Cool. Like I said, see people now. Okay, cool. So they set me up with. So I like to get able to see you guys now and talk to you that way now. But yeah, man, I feel you, man. <laughs> I can feel you being zoomed out for sure. And now, Coach, you kind of about the budget here. I'm worried about the HBCU schools, especially the small schools, because like, look here, man. Let's be real about it. I've seen some of these contracts for, for games, and I know what they are. They loaded with these COVID clauses, and if you have fans, if you don't have fans, and Men's basketball and women's basketball and football, the money raising schools for HBCU schools for the most part, but the revenue-wise, covering everybody. So I know the season might be pushed back to, to Thanksgiving. So how's that being sent down with your AD and the people around the budget about, you know, if, if the guarantee games are not there for you guys, how y'all going to kind of get through this year, man, if they, they take that, that away from you guys to recoup that money down the road? I think credit to, uh, you know, I know I, I'm not quite sure what a lot of other places are doing, and I know there's, you know, different places doing different things, but credit to our, our institution, I would say, is that um, there is institutional help to get through this year, you know, because they, they understand that athletically it's going to be a deficit. It's probably going to be a big deficit uh, athletically. But the institution has, you know, has now, you know, has helped out um, with, with some, some cover, help covering some of that deficit so it won't hit us as hard. You know, we haven't um, – you know, we haven't had to drop any sports or anything like that that I see some other places have done, you know. So, uh, you know, credit to the, the higher-ups at Norfolk State for um, helping athletics. But um, we definitely, it's going, definitely going to be a deficit. I mean, our season, even though it's going to be probably pushed back a couple weeks, um, you know, more than likely, you know, you, you can reschedule some of those games and make some things happen, you know. So, you know, we probably won't lose that much revenue. We'll, now, we'll probably lose ticket sales. Now, I'm not quite sure how many fans and things like that is going to happen. But as far as the games, we'll probably be able to figure that out now. But on the football side of things, um, that's the tricky part because, you know, they had guaranteed games of themselves. And um, I'm not quite sure they're going to be able to make up any of those guaranteed games, especially with them not playing to the spring. And then some of the power fives are playing now. So it's like they're not going to play now and in the spring. You know, so it's like, you know, it's, it's all over the place with that. So uh, we'll see what happens with that. And Coach Jones, let's talk about this issue, man. You know, now that you've been the head coach at HBCU school, a lot of young black men on your roster. So have you attacked talking to the young men about the, the social unrest with George Floyd murder, Brown Taylor, Mont Arbery, Ray Sharp was right in my backyard and other devs. So have you attacked that with your young men trying to understand what's going on in our country right now with that side of things as well? I think what you know, like I've said, um and, and of course as you probably know, this is a popular question. You know, any any um interview or anything like that but uh the thing that I say man I say it all the time is that it's uh you know being a, a 41 year old black man in, a, in, a, in this country um you know and and and, and teaching uh you know and coaching predominantly African-American young men you know on my team you know this is a conversation that we've had before in the past before those unfortunate murders of you know all those people that you named you know george floyd and you go down to list brianna taylor and the shooting of jacob blake and all the other stuff like that you know and everything everything in between you know has 
you know, we have talked about this before. We talked about this last year, the year before, stuff like that, you know, just the um, racial injustice. Um, you know, the thing is that, that, that I say is that uh, I think myself, you know, of course, being a little older than them, you know, you kind of grow up and you see different things, you know, um, growing up, you know, so you've kind of seen this story before and it's, it's like, unfortunately, you almost become numb to it a little bit, you know, and that's unfortunate. Um, mm -hmm. But I do think that like some of these younger guys, because they play sports and sports is kind of almost like a, a racial bridge, you know, like you got black guys, white guys, all on the same court, all on the same field, all on the same team, you know, playing and pulling for each other, that they almost don't realize the full racial injustice that there is in the country. Um, so like now like that they're seeing this stuff up close and personal is like making them like fired up. And like, that's why you see like a lot of the millennials marching and protesting and things like that, you know, because like, I think honestly, sometimes these young kids, um, almost forgot there was racism or don't or didn't believe there was racism. You know, exactly. So, so now that they see it in the, in the forefront um, with, you know, the, the technology of camera phones and other, other recording devices, they're like, wow, that really happens. You know, like they was like, you know, they almost oblivious to it. And then now it's like right there. And now it's like causing a, a, a big uproar among the younger folk, because like I said, you know, once you get past a certain age, I think you become numb to it. Cause you've seen this story before. Like, um, it's unfortunate for all those people that you named, you know, but we can go back 10 years and start naming more people. We can go back 20 Most years definitely. and start naming more people. So it's like, um, you know, we've had these conversations before. So like, it's, it's, so it's, it's really nothing that we're doing so different in this day and age now with these guys than we haven't already talked about with other teams. You know, I think now, you know, we just try to make sure uh, if they want to talk to us, we're able to, you know, comfort them a little bit in this situation. And I know a lot of coaches are talking to me about voting and making sure your team's registered to vote. Is that an issue you all are pushing for, for you guys to make sure all you guys registered to vote? Because I know uh, this election is very, very crucial and key for a lot of reasons for, for our people going forward. No, without question. Um, that's one of our big initiatives. Uh, and we've, I think we almost got everybody so far. I think we had like 80, 88% or something like that. So we, we got a couple more guys that got to register. But, you know, I told people before, I'm not going to tell you who to vote for because that's not my job. But I do think that you, you know, you've earned the right to vote. So vote for somebody, you know, you know, go through this the next couple months and decide what candidate, you know, you want to vote for. You know, I'm not, like I said, I'm not telling anybody to vote who to vote for or anything like that because I think there's, there, there's flaws on, on both of those candidates, honestly. You know, there's, there's, you know, it could be perceived pros on both of those candidates too. So, um, you know, you make your decision, but, but definitely exercise your right to vote because, you know, you know your ancestors um, got you that right to vote. And Coach, you know, you, I'm 33, you're 41, so you know what I'm, I'm saying here. Like, you know, for me, I'm the first one in my family to be vote, have four rights on paper, per se. My father's born in 31, mom born in 41, so I've older parents. But for them, they didn't want more four rights than I do. So I feel like I have to push this issue for, for my parents. We didn't have it because, you know, we, I mean, you and I were born four rights. My parents were not. So I feel like we got to express it and teach our young men, like, hey, look. It's more than what you see. Think it is because you know now it's it's out there again. You know some people, like you said, kind of got numb to it and didn't think it happened. And I try to explain racism is, is subtle. It's systemic. It's not just calling you an N word, right? It's it's no. systemic and more subtle than that. It's more nuanced than that. And, and, and I try to tell my white listeners is that unless you know it and deal with it, you ain't gonna see us. You know, you deal with it the way we do. So it's not gonna be like clear cut for you the way it is for us. Yeah, real question. I mean, I agree. I mean, just like I tell, you know, some of my white counterparts is that, like, um, you know, I can't tell you how to be a white male. I can't tell you how you feel, you know, being a white male. And you can't really understand how I feel being a black male, honestly. You know, until we can try to educate each other 
on both sides because I mean I can't tell you how it is to be a white male, you know. Or, or they can't tell you, you know, they can't tell me how it is in my shoes. So it's like, you know, when we're trying to educate you on how it is, just just listen a little bit, you know, and not think that it doesn't exist, you know. You know, you can take your own views or whatever, but just listen to what's actually, you know, said. Like listen to like how we feel. Listen to you know what we've what we've been through, and, and don't think that like oh my god, no, no way you've been through that. Yeah, yes, we have. You know, and stuff. Just because we don't, some people, most of us don't go and cry about it every day. You know, don't mean don't mean we we it's not going on, or we haven't, you know, you know, been through it. We just try to figure out a way to just navigate through the nonsense. You know, and stuff. So that's all. Modella, Cole Jones, I thank you for your time today, man, on a Friday, man. I appreciate you always coming to the show, man. And uh, we'll definitely do this again down the road, man. I know, you, I know you zoomed out, man. It was fun to see you, man. Talk to you. See you, man. <laughs> for sure, man. For sure. Anytime, man. All right, folks. It's Robert Jones from the Boss Man Show. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. Touch this. Can't touch this. Hip hop fans, I got a great album for you. Today, we have from Family Grind ENC, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give you two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, illstreetrex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today. True Speech and 313 Fresh. Family Grind ENT. Believe in it. Get it. A gorgeous tan from Suntan City gives you an inner glow that relights the fire when you run into your first crush. Vicky, who was that? An old boyfriend. Lucky you just tanned at Suntan City. Lucky he's single. We're doing lunch tomorrow. Won't be single for long then. During Tour of the City, try all five tans, including spray tan for just $4.99. Restrictions may apply. Click to buy now. When you're a teen, you finally get to make some of your own decisions. Who are you going to hang out with? What do you want to be? Are you going to glance at that text while driving? Remember, a split second is all it takes for something tragic to happen. Be in the zone. Turn off your phone. Visit childrenshospital.vanderbilt.org slash BITZ to learn more about our teen driver safety program. Brought to you by Monroe Carroll Jr. Children's Hospital at Vanderbilt, the Ford Motor Company Fund, and the Allstate Foundation. It's maybe the night that my dreams might let me know All the stars are closer, all the stars are closer Tell me what you gonna do to me Confrontation ain't nothing new to me. You could bring a bullet, bring a sword, bring a morgue, but you can't bring the truth to me. Alexa, play Kendrick Lamar and SZA. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. Yeah, yeah, it's your man, JC, the host with the most, baby, and it goes down each and every Saturday night right here in the city of Memphis. That's right, y'all. It goes down at Clicks Sports Bar Memphis, baby, 3705 Malco Way, Memphis, Tennessee, 38125. Come out and join us, the Three Kings, each and every Saturday night for the liveest karaoke in the city. Everybody gets in free till 10 p.m., 
only $5 after. Great food. We got drink specials. We got all kind of games, man. We got the pool tables popping. Whatever you want, we got you, man. Come on out. Have a good time with us each and every Saturday night. That's Clicks Sports Bar Memphis. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.